Welcome to RCR podcast number 117. I just mowed the lawn. I'm really sm smelly. Nick got high. I really can't and, smell you at all. All right, great. I had some like some sort of old lady shampoo. <laughs> I mean, spray on deodorant. And I had a long day and I got drunk at noon today with Jim Shulman. Oh, man, because, for all seasons. Yeah, uh, he was here with like two other vague business friends at Cigars International. Hmm. And maybe I just should have drink about, drinking drunk drinking. whiskey or something. Because I think it was the sugary gin and tonic that did it, as opposed to, you know, just drinking beer yeah. in the hot sun outdoors. I had plenty to eat. You know what? I didn't have water. I didn't do my move where I drink like two glasses of water before I start. But I have a whole bunch of notes with uh, Jim talking about, you know, what I should be doing as far as the business goes. Uh, they were suggesting I get into public speaking hmm. and do keynote speeches for companies because that's a business is it? And what? Yes. Wow. And one guy at lunch had, that's what he does. Literally just goes around. Are these businesses that he's associated with? No. So he's they, like an entertainer. He's like, tells a heartwarming story to get the meeting started. But it's not like, it's like at a convention or something like it's, that. It's, it's like, like those people at the Toyota booth, those like very yes. perky yes. morning show personality types, yeah. but more like, yeah. I've been hired out to do an outsourced TED talk. Mm -hmm. He was telling the story like he's also like a magician and former defense uh, attorney. Oh, wow. Like a DUI attorney. Hmm. And I don't know where he got the money to start a law firm, but he just decided to do it. Wow. Um, and he, I guess, passed the bar and was a DUI attorney. And he wanted to do this thing to promote the business where he just puts his face and, and the and and the firm's name on urinal cakes. <laughs> That's kind of genius. Yeah, but other people in the company didn't think it was that funny. Ah. He thought it was funny. Humorless folk. Yeah, and he was telling a story how he was representing this guy who was turning state's evidence against a chop shop in Philly. And the story that... he was telling him, I mean, this guy, the, the story that this guy is telling should be on VinWiki. It really should. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. But the... The twist of the story is criminals or whoever would call this guy in Reading on a burner phone and say, I need a blank. And this guy would know in Rain Man style where mm. this car was. Like he just remembered where every single car was street parked. Wow. Could like glance into uh, garages and remember the make and model of the car that's in the garage. And... I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty dope. Yeah. So, and then he would uh, steal the car, or maybe he just maybe he didn't steal it himself. He just said, "Hey, the car that so and so is needed is here." And then, like the the real criminals would steal it. This was just some like uh, savant guy who just remembered where cars were. Huh. And anyway, so that was that. Um, and then the other guy was like this amateur boxer who was 
a professional networker, which sounds fake, but I guess it's not. How do you professionally network? Are you out there? Is it kind of like someone who recruits? I don't know hmm. how this guy, I wanted to be, I, there was stuff I wanted to say at lunch. So like, okay, who pays you and how do you make money? Yeah. It's the same question that people ask us when they find out what we do. Yeah. It's like, how do you make money doing yeah. that? But it's, that even sounds more like vaguely sketch to me. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Maybe sketch isn't the right word for it, but it right. does sound like a dubious of dubious yeah. rationality, but hmm. I need to, I need like two cans of water or something. Oh, all right. Oh, you can take some out of my bag. They're cold. <laughs> but yeah, um, I suppose I should, well, on the way here, it's kind of funny. I ran into this, um, I was getting gas and this one little kid, uh, opens the side of the car door. Cause he's in the pump next to mine as his mom is getting gas. And he says, I really like your car. And, um, he's, he's like, is it fast? I'm like, <laughs> uh, no, no. But, uh, he's like, well, you know, could you race people in it? I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I could try. I wouldn't win. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't see that ending well for me. But he was just like very complimentary of saying, oh, I love the car. It has such a nice interior. Can I look at the front of it? Like really wonderful manners of this child. Wow. And he was just like, oh, it looks so cool in the front. Oh, I love those stripes. It makes it look fast. <laughs> <laughs> and complimenting the interior and everything. And I'm just like, the interior is not great. But it's uh, I'm just it's the second time in as many days that I've gotten compliments about my car, which I'm like, whoever compliments me on my car, Oh, for my Oh, four V six Mustang. I guess since everything's gone crossover, the idea of a two door coupe. Yeah. That has a sharp nose by today's standards. Yeah. Is unique. And I think it looks friendlier than modern Mustangs. True. In a weird yeah. way. And, you know, because a lot of the people who say it's a nice car tend to be on the younger side, like mm -hmm. teens, early 20s. Yeah. There was a guy at a Dunkin' Donuts who's told me it was really nice, which. It's almost 20 years old now. Yeah, I know. It's wild. It's wild to think about. And it's just something where, you know, I, I feel like a lot of. 20 year old cars are going by the wayside, not just because of the cash for clunkers thing, but because it's not feasible to have them on the road really no. in a lot of ways, especially when you're dailying them. And so I don't know, it's, it's very much a passing of the guard almost mm -hmm. and different eras, but I don't know. That was just very, it was very pleasant to me because I usually don't get those types of comments, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so I I, uh, I I got high for the first time yesterday, uh, two days ago. So right. what happened was, okay, I've had weed, I've had edibles, and I, I've had like 500,000 milligram edibles, and I'm just like, what? nothing happens. Back up. You had a 1,000 milligram edible and nothing happened? Um, well, okay. I think the person was severely overreacting or overestimating how many milligrams were in this like Rice Krispies treat that they were giving me. Okay. And they're like, yeah, oh, you should really just have a piece of it. I'm like, I'll be fine. And then they gave it to me. And I feel like it was after I was already like in it that I was feeling warm and kind of hungry that they were like, oh man, but that's like 500 milligrams. How many of those do you have? I'm like, eh, two. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't 500, like mm -hmm. maybe 250. But yeah, nothing really happened. But 
for the first time, um, basically I ran out of CBD gummies and I, uh, had my girlfriend had these Delta eight gummies that she has. They're essentially a break glass in case of emergency because she's only given an X amount of migraine pills Mm. from her insurance each month. And so I, uh, she doesn't like the taste of them. They're like peach rings, basically. Mm. Uh, I, I, I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll take care of them. Cause I figure it's just a stronger CBD or whatever. I take one of these and like, I'm fine, totally fine until maybe about an hour or two later where mm-hmm. I'm sitting on the couch watching a true crime documentary with her. And I'm like, uh, I'm just like, honey, I need to go. And so the entire time, like I get a really bad case of the spins and she's like, well, what did you do? I'm like, I took one of those tea, uh, the Delta eight gummies. Cause you told me like I could have the rest of them. And she's like, how many did you take? I just took the one. I mean, technically I had the last of my three CBD gummies today too. So whatever. But, uh, she's like, why did you do that? I'm like, my throat hurt. It's like, oh honey, no, <laughs> cause it's supposed to be for your anxiety. Like, yes, I take it for pain, but it's not really like the same application that you're supposed to be using it for. And so for me, I was just laying down and slowly losing my mind as I ran through the vocabulary of words that I'm not sure of the spelling of. Wait, and like you were just thinking of words? Thinking of words. But uh, I mean, I was kind of talking to myself a little bit, but it's like, okay, for instance, this is one that I remember, which is that um, is collectible spelled with an I or an A? I. Yeah, I came to the conclusion that it was an I. But as I'm sitting there, my mind is spinning, and I'm like, "What? But, oh, but, uh, but, uh, uh, is it I or an A?" And I'm just losing my mind about everything. And then my girlfriend comes in to check on me. She's like, "Honey, how are you doing?" I'm like, "I don't know how to spell collectible anymore." <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to ask Alexa to spell collectible for me. And then she was like, so loud in yeah. my, I'm just like, Alexa, that's a stop, stop. Mm-hmm. I'm just. It was a very unpleasant experience until Mm. I think after like a half hour or 45 minutes, it actually became kind of nice. If you can just ride out the the massive panic attack Mm -hmm. for the first like half hour or whatever, where I'm just like hearts thundering and I'm constantly telling myself, your body will flush this out. Just trust the or the mechanisms of your body, whatever. But then it just became suffuse with this numbing sensation like I'd rubbed been gay all over my insides Mm. you know it was kind of a weird sensation and then i eventually just like passed out and slept but when i woke up the next day i was still kind of woozy like it it had been that strong and this is like a 500 milligram thing and so i'm just trying really hard not to lose myself to this Mm -hmm. um it's just very very odd very panic attacky and it's not the kind of high where you can be creative either it's the kind of high where you forget how to be creative. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it. I likened it to like a night of heavy drinking almost, but without the dry mouth and without the okay. texting exes. But you at, don't wake up with a headache. That's the no, nice thing. That is the nice thing. You just wake up and like, okay, well, that was a thing. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. So mm, very, very intense. Well, we were at cigars international a party bus came up a party bus you know like a airport shuttle van but it's a limo yeah that one of those things oh so this black thing comes up and it said like 
secret smoke tours or velvet. It looked like a stripper bus. Oh, pulls up to Cigars International across the road from Red Robin, <laughs> and uh, Jim and the two other guys whose names escape me. You know, we hear this thing pull up because the music is bumping inside of bumping. it, and it was that all you heard was the bass, and then everybody inside the bus shouting "Tootsie Roll." <laughs> a tootsie roll, a tootsie roll. The bus stops in front of Cigars International, yeah. And the people inside must be still jumping up and down because the back of this shuttle bus is just going boom, 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 boom. Tootsie roll, a tootsie roll. <laughs> you see people. The the doors are opening on the. We're on the the driver's side of the bus where the balcony faces. So you can't see people exiting the bus, but you see people coming out. The first guy to come out is some methy looking white guy uh, who's doing that move where he's trying to stand like he's not drunk, where occasionally there'll be a half stomp on the ground. He'll stomp on the ground oh. to make sure the ground is still there. Just I'm standing up straight, but he's not like swaying, but like, he, you know, balance is jerked back to the center a few times, kind of like a car whose driver is trying to pick something off off the floor of the car and just keeps hitting the rumble strips and like, oh, that's right oh, back. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. So he gets off. Um, the plates of the van say Maryland. Maryland. So I don't know what it's doing in deep PA. I mean, did it come up from? I was fixated on the license plate. Maybe it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. That it's Maryland. It's like Maryland to Hamburg, really. Um, oh, Tony and Jess are in here. Oh, nice. Hey, Tony hey how you doing? Uh, he's saying it's an average Nash. He's in Nashville, Tennessee tonight. He's uh, Tony has sent me that uh, picture uh, or that video of the guy with the uh, side by side or the you know, the Polaris slingshot or something like that. Oh. When I saw the palm trees, I thought West Coast, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, we were all three of us were in Nashville. So yeah. I can't remember palm trees, but I guess I don't remember palm trees at all. I just remember that weird speaking of party buses of just that, you know, kitchen island with wheels. Yeah. That all those bachelorette and bachelor parties were sort of sitting on and you made an Instagram post about it. And I just yeah. yelled over, Woo, we're gonna live forever. <laughs> yeah. And it's just everyone getting dressed or getting drunk in yeah. very loud fashion. I have the big list of stuff for the drive tomorrow. And it includes my race helmet. Um, so the way the interview is going to go um, is we're going to be on a go-kart track. The go-karts are automatic. They're just, I think, CVT drives, just stomp and go. All right. We're going to be wearing Bluetooth headsets, but mm. I don't think we have to yell. Oh. Over them, I think we just talk normally because Dan was saying that he already had David Patterson on. Yeah, I don't think the video with, with David is up yet, but David was talking in his you know loud voice. Yeah, it's 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 like David Patterson and Foster Eber have the same outside voice inside projection. Uh, anyway. Yeah, just moderation. Um, no, and Dan was saying that the footage was 
pretty like all the audio is just peeking all over the place. I don't mm. know what, if he's going to release it or not, or just try to scrub it up the best he can and attenuate it all the way all the way down and just accept that it's going to be. <laughs> So that's like for an hour. So our film shoot, uh, I think I sent you. Yeah, you sent yeah. me that itinerary. All right. Got it all on my phone. So we're going to start filming, do all the normal stuff minus the track. And then then we do our interviews and then we go back and we finish. Whether we need the track, to, I don't really see ourselves needing the track after close. Yeah. It is open to us after close. The only thing I could see is if there was a lot of members on the track and we weren't, we won't be able to get Do the shots we, we need yeah. on the track. Um, Tony Airlines says he is in LA, but what you're describing is so Nashville sounding. Oh, okay. Ah. So he is in LA. So, so Tony had to fly into his shortest runway yet. And he gave me the airport code, but I forget what it is. It's four letters. So, the second you hear this, just tell a civilian where the airport is. Uh, off topic, I had a conversation today talking about road trip music in my childhood. Mine was Madonna's Celebration album. Do you have music you listen to on long car rides? Yes, the entire Stunt album by Bare Naked Ladies. I used to listen to the double album of metallica's snm huh that symphony one from 1999 or 2000 oh. or something i used to listen to that i used to listen to well this is more of a family road trip thing but we went on this really long road trip once don't remember where it was to but basically we went through the entire michael jackson's history album mm. which was a double album and mm. so i'm just getting intimately familiar with the catalog and discography of michael jackson he says sna orange county california so i guess orange county airport hmm. who flies direct there my guess is did he go nashville to orange county or did he have to stop in lax and just fly no, why would the 75 or 76 fly all the way down there? Oh, SNA Santa SNA Ana Airport. They go from Philly? Oh, SNA Santa Ana Airport. Santa Ana. Huh. Sorry, SNM John Wayne Airport. SNA is John, uh, John, is John Wayne Airport. Why would they name an airport after John, John Wayne? Wayne? Unless it's a different John Wayne. Draft dodging John Wayne. <laughs> He's like the most racist person who ever, well, okay, maybe not ever, but still, it's hilarious to me that he talks about, you know, he was the definitive embodiment of masculinity to a lot of people and was saying everybody's all like too soft, this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Your name's Marion. Yeah. <laughs> John Wayne is a stage name. They, they call you the Duke and for what? Mm -hmm. So you can just dress up and play Genghis Khan. Yeah. And then, you know, I don't know. John Wayne sucks. John Wayne. John Wayne is for people who have the Amer uh, American National Anthem on their playlist and download it into their phone. 
makes me think of that Simpson joke from uh, yeah, I saw a post about it the other day of due uh, due to popular demand, we will forego our national, national anthem. anthem. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, uh, hey Brian, thoughts on Toad the Wet Sprocket? Love them. Oh man, I haven't thought of that uh, them in ages. That is a throwback. Toad the Wet Sprocket. Yeah. They did the we spotted the ocean. Yeah, that's 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 totally what's rocket. Yeah, Tony. Oh, there he sent me on Telegram. Says Long Beach. So, oh, you're in Long Beach now. I guess it's your day off in SoCal or something like that. Hmm. 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 I asked Frederick Newton. I asked uh, Foster. You know him as Adler the Eagle. I said, uh, good morning. Is there a romantic way to say thank you for keeping me company while I busted? And uh, uh, Oh, no, that was my question. And Fred said, thank you very nuts. <laughs> um, what did Foster say? Because I was thinking about that. Uh, he just says, oh, the afterglow. I love that. I just make small bird noises. And I said, great idea. And then I said, um, beep, beep, chew. Thank you for letting me. <laughs> thank you for letting me watch you play Stardew Valley while I beat off. <laughs> and thank you for not sliding out for, from under me while I lay across you, while I laid across you and jackhammered onion farts into your crotch while beating off. <laughs> you just thank him for being good company. Oh, uh, it's right there. It's right there. It's right there. Oh, Paul Newman's gonna have my legs broke. Aaron Crutchfield says, "Beautiful Long Beach. Everybody who grew up grew up in Southern California remembers always hearing the ads for Carl Worthington Ford. Go see Cal. Go see Cal. Go see Cal. The only Worthington I recognize is the Battle Cat Cos Worthington, <laughs> a contestant on American Gladiators in like 1993. And I watch his final run against, I think, Mark Ortega so many times on YouTube because it's just as classic today as it was then." <clears throat> Man, classic early 90s American gladiators. That shit never gets old for me. It was treated like an actual sport, but yeah. it's like, no, you're going in. It's basically pro wrestling, but unscripted. It's like mm. you're walking in there with face a guy in a singlet who's on roids, and yeah. they call him like, like Nitro or something. Yeah. It's just, yeah. That's like W. Do you remember WMAC Masters? No. It's like a that one was definitely scripted, but it was like a martial arts show where it was essentially what would happen if we tried to make a live action Mortal Kombat, mm. but treated it as like a martial arts league. And every you have like a certain number of levels, and each week, like one of the you know uh, famous or not famous, but one of the fighters mm -hmm. who's part of the cast would you know fight in these levels, and then it would lead to like a battle dome thing where you know you have to knock him into the dome or that's some it's weird, right. but it was a great show, and it ended on a cliffhanger, and I'm still mad about it. So, and it's all scripted. Yep. Dumb. It was weird and dumb, but GoPro. No matter where I put this bottle, it looks like product <laughs> placement. And it's like of all the things that we could, you know, drop low and make it clap for commerce about. It, would it really be Deer, Deer Park, Park water? water? That's one of those water bottles I have that's just filled up with tap water mm. for years and years and years. 
I would trust the tap water here far more than where I live. Yeah. Yeah. By orders of magnitude. It just tastes too, or it smells too much like chlorine where I live. It's like, it's like a pool. Yeah. Like a pool. Uh, your name's seriously Guido. Guido Encalada. I'd love to hear Roman provide his provide commentary on the Attitude Era matches. Oh, Attitude Era is great, but it's and there the matches are all short because it was all about soap operas and storytelling rather than actually like the in ring product. Whereas now it's a very much in ring. Mm. Era. It's like when we got back from um doing the adam friedland show and i'm yeah. like oh the last few minutes of dynamite no. is on and, and I'm it's like, just what is this yeah mm. it's just like i'm like it's basically crazy acrobatics and okay. it was wild because again it's like less of a story driven thing mm. and you know they used to call it crash tv in the attitude era which was the booking philosophy behind it which is that you never let anything sit for too long you're immediately going into the next segment mm. you're just crashing one segment into another so that people don't get bored and change the channel and see what the other guys are up to like mm. the other wrestling product because they were having head-to-head -head with monday nitro and it's just you know very difficult to kind of maintain that momentum for so long but yeah it was the 90s so it's like you know everything got a moment in the sun i feel like mm. you know soap operas pro wrestling freaking boy bands it's like we had room culturally for all these different things that may or may not have been worth platforming, but we still gave it a shot. I mean, for crying out loud, like LFO, if you ever actually listen to Summer Girls or even just print out the lyrics mm. or print out who does that, but look them up. It's the most absurd song of all time. One thing has nothing to do with anything else. And out of any popular song that I've ever heard of, bar maybe one week by Bare Naked Ladies, yeah. where it's that much of a stream of sort of garbled invective that doesn't flow oh, for word. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, it needs to be used more often. It's such a great word. Nice weather today. It was great weather today. I went to a fall festival along the Avenue back in my hometown with my mm -hmm. mom and it was very, uh, I wouldn't say breezy, but it was a little brisk and everybody had their dogs out and everybody had their kids out. And normally I would be sort of thrown off by the noise and the riot of it all. But yeah. for whatever reason, it was just very calming because it felt so autumnal in the weather sense. And there was this very, very, very old Chevy truck out of which was being run a food truck, which I'm like, theoretically you should probably have antique plates or something along those lines because i want to say this could not have been older than maybe 1952 three okay. something it was very old but just had regular like truck plates yeah there's nothing stopping you from doing that the falcon had regular plates oh all right rock and roll you don't have to yeah that's just like an insurance thing with running classic plates yeah the whole idea is that if you if you run classic plates in pennsylvania you're not supposed to drive the car at night oh okay but because oh your headlights aren't going to be good enough okay so but if i put regular okay. plates on i oh yeah yeah sure drive it at night it's it's you pay way less insurance and way less in registration and if you run classic plates you don't have to get inspection every year mm. it's the idea that this only this thing only goes out for a couple times a year and i think you're limited to like five thousand miles a year 
That's more than I thought. I thought you got a thousand miles tops. No, no, not that bad. Hmm. Uh, Jess says my doors are open. It's lovely, but there are little kids outside. Maybe I should turn down the TV. Yeah, Jess finally finished her living room. Oh, wow. There's uh, furniture in there. Very nice. I imagine it's very nice. This Uh, is podcasting. This is podcasting. This is a live YouTube stream show. It sure is. This is content. Soon we're going to do this more regularly. Yeah, this is the second one you're getting this week. You're getting content out the wazoo. And then I'm going to have to be in a chair and be like Dick fucking Cabot or something like that. Interview people and make anecdotes because I want this to pull its weight. Yeah, it better. Better fucking pull its weight. Are we live? Are we? Are we? Live? See, see, I get excited about like talking to people, and then once I'm on mic, it's like, oh, you talk. Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, I, well, I mean, part of me is like, we should have drank first. <laughs> just, yeah, the- I guess I feel. I just I feel I want to walk to the restaurant. Oh, all because right. I didn't be go nice. because I didn't go to the gym today, and they, they don't close till I don't. We'll keep this going. What are we? We'll, we'll go exactly an hour. We'll exactly like an hour. Come town. We'll just end it. Yeah. No one gave us super chats anyway. So what are we doing? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, hi, Mr. Regular. Do you have any more stories about Wellsboro, Mansfield, and Tioga County? Yeah, I like. I used to go up. Okay, so I have a whole bunch of happy memories with Tioga County because uh, my friend Justin Romaley is from there, and I visited there three times. Three times? But that was like in uh, my recovery period from when I was suicidal back in like 2000. Like 2007 was like my worst year. Mm. Um, long story short, it was my first year of grad school before I met Nick. And in my head, I thought if I do good in grad school, I'll get a master's degree and then I'll get a nice sit down job. I'll be able to leave schuylkill county dot 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 but not ready to accept to yourself that you're gay yet yeah so being getting good surviving grad school getting the diploma getting out and getting the good job meant you finally get to be yourself and grad school is kicking my ass i didn't i was used to the undergrad way of thinking which was just you just show up and get the right answer yeah yeah but oh no this is grad school super hard like you gotta give a new you gotta invent your own test and then ace it yeah yeah you got to invent your own questions like it's up to you what you well what's right and especially and one of my first classes was my first attack at what really postmodern literature was and i'm like but this isn't a good book and the (laughs) professor is like that's not the point yeah but what is the point of anything and you're spiraling out of control it's it's that oh sorry so i took it so um Therapy for a year, still living at home, year, almost a year out of school, like just not being in school, like yeah. uh, not being in college, not. I started substitute teaching that year, like the later part of that year. I remember, and we'll get to Mansfield in Tioga County, Pennsylvania. Um, during, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was February. 
2007 was, you know, the mental collapse, my mental collapse. And when I wasn't seeing a therapist, I was just in the gym. That's when I started going to a the gym every day. Yeah. Just do something. Just go to the gym. And I would come home. I would retreat to this little room in the basement and 100% or try to get to 100% on GTA San Andreas. Mm. Then when it came close to dinner time, I'd take Tylenol PM and do that thing where you fight sleep. So you're just oh. kind of like high and numb. <laughs> and I was like, this is awesome. I can't think I can't feel. Yeah. And then I'd go to bed, wake up, and I would sleep for a long time because I'd still stay up till like one in the morning. Wow. And I'd and then sleep until like 10. Um, after waking up, both parents would be gone. I'd wake up, eat breakfast. I guess do something online and then go to the gym for like four hours. And just not constantly working out for four hours, but I'm somewhere else. I'm not home. I'm doing something. Yeah. And then, of course, see your therapist once a week. Um, and as I got out of it and went back to grad school, um, I... took a road trip with my friend Joe Runciman up to visit my other friend or our mutual friend, Justin Romaley, who lived up in Tioga County. So we were, we all went to Kutztown University together, uh, undergrad. Yeah. And up there, I had this moment where I'm walking around of all things, the Walmart in Blossburg, PA. And I'm walking and I'm thinking, holy crap, I should be dead right now. Because like the suicide attempt was, I had a Ruger GP100, which mm. is a revolver. I had all four barrels loaded and that the hammer back finger on the trigger and it just pointed right here. And I was thinking like, th this is a good, this is a good thing. Yeah. I'm, people will be happy that I'm no longer costing them money. Mm. I'm no longer a bird. So a year out, like eh, seven months after that. Yeah. It's a summer, it's a summertime. And I'm like, oh, I'm hanging out with my friends in Blossburg, PA. And you get to do stuff now. Like, oh, you have options. You, you, yeah. You don't have to feel sad. And feeling happy is not fake. Like, because really I was pretty depressed from graduation, uh, which was 04 to 07, which was pretty, it was like de depression for that amount of time. Yeah. For five, six, yeah. So three years of just like a steady degrade. Um, uh, and it may even have started during undergrad where just nothing was 
there was no happiness really. I mean, you'd have fun, you'd get drunk and stuff. Absolutely. And I think that that trajectory kind of mirrors what I've heard Nick Mullen talk about. Of course, his condition is a little bit more medical than mine is just cerebral. Um, so I then would return from time to time, even once on my own, just to go up and visit Justin. J Justin Romaley now works in DC. He does something else, but, but he was up there in, uh, I think working at the school kind of in a capacity that you were at what, why I'm missing. Yeah. It's like a tutor. Yeah. So or, no, that was ready. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Jess McGander said it happened to her too. Yeah. Um, so all my memories of Blossburg is, is like a happy getaway. It's just a tiny little town in Tioga County, a lot of gas well drilling around there. And I would go up and hang out. And I remember we all went to a theater one time where, uh, I saw district nine Oh, and I'm like, this movie kicks ass. Like, this is like the first hard R movie that was made in a long time. Yeah. Nowadays, the visual effects are a little bit, you know, kind of cheesy, but. Which reminds me after this, I got to, after this topic, I got to yeah. bring up something vaguely related to District 9, but okay. continue. Um, and I'll never forget the movie theater because it just had chairs, not movie theater seats, not even the old type high school flip up flip auditorium up. seats. These are just stackable chairs, like in a <laughs> conference room. Oh, and we're all sitting on a theater. flat floor, just in chairs, just watching this movie. But it was such a good movie. I forgot about the chairs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Rick Stevens, did the theater have holes in the wall? I mean, it wasn't in Blossburg. I guess it was in Mansfield. I think that's where we went. It was whatever closest movie theater was to near Blossburg, PA. So yeah, that's my memories of uh, Tioga County. Oh, and yeah. also Cherry Springs is up there. So yeah. very nice. Which I haven't been to in forever. Uh, did it have a sticky floor? I can't remember if the floor was sticky. Can't remember ever going to a theater that didn't have a sticky floor. Did Although, you ever go to the Wellsburg Theater? Maybe it was Wellsboro. I don't know. Um, I'd have to. Gosh, I haven't seen Justin Romaley and Joe Runciman in forever. Forever. Um, Sounds like movie night in a prison. Yeah, probably. Pretty much. Yeah. So anyway. Oh, uh, okay. So the director of District 9 is working on a new movie based on a video game. I'll give you two guesses. Halo? No. We, we just did that one. Yeah. Uh, Paramount Plus is the Halo series right now that's airing. Okay. So, uh, uh, Skyrim. No. Uh, Gran Turismo. Huh. Like, apparently, it's David Harbour from Stranger Things who is um, going to basically, um, <laughs> he's playing like a mentor character to a guy who was a champion at Gran Turismo, the video, the video game. game, Okay, who wants to do it in real life. It, basically, it's like a combination of The Last Starfighter yeah. and The Wizard. Remember the wizard that that Fred Savage movie that introduced the Power Your Glove, glove yes. and then they introduced Super Mario Brothers three at I the end, and that the was like the world so premiere. Bad. Yeah, yeah, I would love to have one just to wear it. So what? Yeah, Neil Blomkamp, right? Yeah. So and, so it's a racing, but the thing that that has already happened in real life. Yes, like people who got really good at esports and then raced a real car. That's already been done. 
Yes. But this is a PlayStation 1 game. I don't know if they're necessarily talking about, oh, he was a champion at the PlayStation 1 game. Or if it was like one of the... Left, 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 right, 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 left, 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 gas, break, gas, break, gas, 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 break, 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 break. Yeah, Gran Turismo movie should be basically some guy frantic, frantically grinding for gold medals on challenges. Yeah. That was me just and so failing you sell, hard. You can just sell your Mazda Demio over and over and <laughs> over again. Get that paper. All right. So there is Super Chats. Cool. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. You guys are great. I It's weird. I keep looking over there like the camera's over there and it's right there. Same deal. Yeah. I've, I just am not used to it yet. Um. Kellen Data Data says retiring from the U.S. Navy in 622 days. Well, why are you counting days? I wonder. It's two that... years. You you're, you got two more years in in the Navy. Do you? What, what what's the point of counting the days? Oh, it's so and so many minutes until Christmas vacation. <laughs> All right. My baby is 86 weeks old. That okay, that I've never understood. Like the whole 80 or however many weeks, and you get four a month, a month, month. yeah. Some months have five weeks. I'll give you five, but once we're in month, we're in month. I feel like once we're in double digits, you can just use months. Like you don't have to say 10 weeks, just say, I don't know, two and a half months. So pros and cons on Pennsylvania to move to. Uh, move here if there's a job already here. Yeah. Otherwise, you're coming to a place that, okay, you can check out our Pennsylvania review on this um, channel. Uh-huh. And that will give you some idea of what Pennsylvania is like, but not necessarily a good idea of what it will be like to live here. But if it seems like the type of thing that you might not want to sign up for, I understand it. It's Do you like every season? <laughs> do you like winter do you like driving in snow do you like having really crappy roads do you like living in towns that were made before cars and that are still laid out to accommodate the fact that Dude, know, I was in little... media like two weeks ago media oh yeah media pa yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they have amtrak runs a trolley from the local like you know park and ride station down state street in media so it's like inception happens while you're driving on state street a, a, a smaller gauge train like a streetcar like san francisco hmm. just runs down the center of media pa and you got to get the fuck out of the way i mean it'll <laughs> stop it's not going to hit you but yeah but if it does i mean my point a- is if you're moving to pa move within the philly metro area because SEPTA, as much as I make fun of it, you can get a, it. It's a place in Pennsylvania that does have public transportation and there are trains. Wow. Media PA? Media. That's like putting a whole, that's like putting a monorail in yeah. freaking Doylestown. Or, yeah. or It connects to the rest of the network. So you're mm-hmm. on State Street. You can just get the trolley and go to the airport. Yeah. It's cool. Thank you. Uh, and Kellen again says another just because. Right? Thank you so much. Wonderful. Jonathan Cannon doesn't have a question, but thank you for your very generous donation. Uh, Quiz 8787 says, so, ga- so glad to, clap to catch a live one. 
Uh, these pod uh, podcasts are always a treat. Take care, lots. Thank you. Thank you so much. Eight seven eight seven. I appreciate it. I think we got some new ones. Okay. I caught the live stream with Stavros Halkus last night. He uh, released a little mini doc on him, what it's like on the road. And uh, people were dropping him C notes. Oh, wow. Chats. Just the wow. Yeah. Uh, and Kalata says, I can, uh, I think I can speak on behalf of everybody when I say we are very thankful to you and the joy you bring us. Cheers. Thank you. Atomic Automobile with a very generous donation. Thank you. Are you guys going to see Atlanta at all when you come down here? You need to go to the Clement Lounge. No, we're not going in the hot, we're not going in a hot Atlanta. Uh, we'll be outside of town, mm. um, which is if we were in Atlanta, like we would probably fly. Yeah. Because at least we'd be there, but we're way outside. You'd have to rent a car, and no. So, plus I haven't really done a road trip in a long time, so it'll be all right. Uh, Patrick McFarland, and thank you, thank you, thank you. Patrick McFarland says, "What is a non-technical way of explaining to boomer parents they haven't worked out all the kinks in electric cars?" I think he explained it. A non-technical way they haven't worked out all the kinks. The technology is evolving. Like they didn't figure out cars until what the car was invented 18 something. Like 92, 1893. Yeah, when's the Peyton Motovagen? Yeah, I want to say it was around the same time as like the Columbia's World's Fair in Chicago. Because there were there were steam powered cars even before that. Or the horseless carriage. Like I don't know. You can, I guess, drive a 30s car, maybe a 40s car. I mean, we've done it. Yeah. The, the Model T, was it? That's 20s. Oh, that's 20s. Yeah, that's I, right. I, like, when are they going to get the... Like that, I think we are with electric cars where cars were around about like a Model A. All right. And that's a good way to explain it to uh, parents who don't Thank understand, you. because then you're comparing the trajectory to something that they're already aware of so that you can say, hey, uh, you know how when the horseless carriage was first taken off, more people still preferred horses yeah. and other means of conveyance over, uh, you know, a car. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about like the 30s during the Depression. There were Duesenbergs there. Yes. Their Cadillacs did exist, but there were also Model A's just chugging around. There was, you know, Tom Jode and everybody just chugging in jalopies. So this disparage between have and have nots so is the same thing that you saw then. Like over there at Bruce's, there's a 38 Cadillac V16. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's slowly being put back together. At the same time in 38, there would have also been Model A's, old tea buckets. And that's the stretch where we are now. You have people still rolling around and some people like, oh, there are some 80s cars that are just being used as cars. Stuff with distributors still in them. At the same time, you have freaking lucid airs right next to them. Yeah. 
So I was in traffic with a Fiero, uh, mm. sort of an electric blue Fiero that nice. was just very, I mean, it wasn't mint, but it was still very nice Yeah. to the point where like, obviously I'm like, this guy doesn't daily this thing, but it's still something that eh, I don't even want to say he theoretically could daily it. Although I'm wondering, was the Fiero we did dailied by the people who owned it because i remember it was mm, a fairly a young guy it yeah, was like i a, think he just had it as a project yeah. i mean nush has owned many different fieras nush, nush over at Moore's car care and i drove his and i think he said he could daily it if he wanted to but winter is a big mm, winter is yeah. and that's another thing for uh navy kellen data mm. of just yeah, winter is a thing here. And granted, we only had one serious snow day last or this past winter, yeah. or at least for me, which I figured there was one day where I had to go out and, you know, shovel snow and then it never happened the rest of the season. But that's not indicative of what's normal. So Did you ask your uh, nephew if they're like going away with snow days now. Oh, I don't and know. That, now that everybody is comfortable with remote. Are we just going to, are our students, students just going to go, oh, it snows. We're not coming in, but here's your get on the computer. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I vaguely recall him mentioning having to sort of check in on Zoom, but I don't know if he even got more than like one snow day anyway, mm -hmm. or would have gotten more than one snow day anyhow. Um, it just seems very much like the standard is changing for what school is to the point where I remember being a teenager and hearing about places that had year round school, but that they would take these huge chunks of time off throughout mm -hmm. the year so that there's, you know, you do, you know, 12, three months on and a month off or mm -hmm. something. And, you know, you're alternating that way so that it is seasonal, but you're also kind of, um, getting through it faster almost yeah or actually i don't know if you are getting necessarily getting through it faster or if it's a just a similar pace but spread out yeah farther it only works if your school is air conditioning yeah because that's that's another thing in pa no i think i don't know if our school if uh, Blue Mountain has air conditioning in every single classroom, I remember we used to not have it it just seems like it would be way more expensive did you have for, it growing up what uh, AC in every it, classroom yeah uh, oh. I went to the, well, I mean, I went to the rich kid school, despite being like the complete polar opposite of a mm -hmm. rich kid. It's just, I happen to live on a boundary. Nice. And so it's uh, one of those things where we had like really nice everything. And I was completely cognizant of the fact that everything was really nice. But it's a thing where, you know, it does create this disparity in you that you recognize your own sort of inadequacies in some mm -hmm. ways, but you can't allow yourself to necessarily experience them inside yourself. Otherwise it creates a resentment with the people who raised you right. when they don't really deserve that they're, they're right. doing the best they can by you. And mm -hmm. so I just kind of would, you know, other kids had really nice things. I had nice things that were nice to me. Mm -hmm. And that was all that mattered. As long as you're grateful for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you in if you embody a spirit of gratitude, you're just going to be happy with whatever you get. And it's going to be great. Mm. Well said. Um, okay, we're coming up on an hour here. We're going to answer these and then we're going to go say hi to Ethan at the restaurant. Ethan, by the way, is the guy who... Uh, 
podcast, the most recent podcast when it was just me and him. Yeah, it was like two the days. The truth ago. was that was almost that was really an interview because after the podcast, I gave him a job offer because we need a producer. When we move into the other room, I want Nick and I to be not I don't want to have to do this. Yeah. I want someone else to handle the super chats and just say, hey, we have a question. And my I hope I will be less distracted having yes. to do this. So Ethan can work the board, run this. He'll have his own mic. He'll probably have this guy. And uh, Nick and I will just be on chairs, which reminds me I need a third chair. Hmm. But two will do us right now. We, we have... What about the beanbag? We got the beanbag. <laughs> oh, um, dear. So Patrick McFarland says, what is it? Oh, we did that one. The actual Team Ryan, hello. Been watching the Battleship New Jersey YouTube channel as background noise. The curator seems more like a more awkward Brian clone. Regular Battleship reviews when? So what, he just talks about? Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. It's just someone who's very insisting about everything they say is probably like more on the spectrum than I am. Oh, it's kind of like Ben Affleck's Batman talking about, there's a 1% chance that he's against us. And we have yeah. to take it as an absolute certainty. <laughs> yeah. Ben Affleck. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that's that's like the go-to celebrity impersonation thing of saying, I'm blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. It's me, Christopher Walken. <laughs> this is how Christopher Walken talks. It's me, Mickey Leno. <laughs> Guess what? There's something else you know about me. <laughs> I am gay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to walk around a battleship and not have to sleep in one. Thank you for the donation. Patrick McFarlane. Hello again. Thank you. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, don't want them to get taken. Uh, thanks, guys. Don't want them to get taken for their money, but they buy what they will probably be the last car. I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, he's talking about his parents, I guess. They don't want to get one. They don't want to get oh, taken for money, but. Oh, they okay. So they don't want to get rooked on what's probably going to be the last car they ever buy. So oh, it's, yeah, and just, I, I get it. Just it's, buy, if, you, if, you, if you're old and you have the money, just buy a Lexus. You're going to be fine. You'll be fine. I mean, it's, I almost feel like for an older individual whose driving days are, you know, the sand is getting a little thin at the top then you uh, don't want them to be driving something that they can't tell when it's on yeah. <laughs> because it's so quiet. Yeah. And I mean, I know it's like conservation and everything you want to make, you want to normalize electric vehicles and how do you normalize something? You get the people who are most set in their ways to accept it. Yeah. But that's not really going to work for them or at least most, I don't think because there is this somewhat, plaintive sort of objection to mm -hmm. technology all being all over the place. It's kind of like, why do I have to just make the thing happen? Mm -hmm. You know, why do I have to click through this to be able to look at the radio or, you know, freaking, you know, and, but that's like a modern car thing. That's not just an electric car thing. So, right. I don't know. Uh, Kellen data says, I hate cities grew up in Northern Illinois. So winter's fine. We'll have near or at 
VA plus. Virginia plus retirement. Oh, I think oh, Veterans, Veterans Association yeah. retirement. Kind of Jeep, bro. Ugh. PA reviews may be considered central Pennsylvania. Love outdoors, hiking. We'll start hunting. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to buy a Jeep, I'm not going to dissuade you. Toyota Tacoma is a way better car. Jeeps suck gas. They are slow. They ride terrible. The tires are so expensive. But if that's what makes you happy. You why know, are the tires so expensive on they're Jeeps? wide and... It's not like they were a weird tire size. It's this... You have a wide tire and low profile-ish... But uh, Jeeps used to be able to run street tires. They used to just have a wheel. If you got a base TJ, you just run a street tire on it and it'd be fine. But it seems not anymore. You got to show off with your friggin' I see them all the time. These plastic show off things. And everybody drives them fast because you have to prove that they're not slow. Mm. And I just take every single one of them with the Niro. No. I'm just driving my passing people i was upset at a model three driver today thinking we're going up the molino hill slow truck in front of us i'm like oh this tesla's gonna go around them oh, not boy. going around them not going around them not making a move i'm like you're twice your your electric car is twice as fast as mine but i guess you're gonna sit there turn signal on i, I keep the Niro in eco mode yeah. but i put my foot to the floor all the time <laughs> because it's just sort of like it's like an extra traction control thing it'll never spin if, if you put your foot to the floor in eco mode it'll slowly feed in the power and i'll put it in sport mode from time to time but the thing i'm learning about the niro is you get 100 power no matter what mode you're in it's just throttle response that's all <laughs> so it's like a no-brainer so you can go mash to the floor away from a traffic site away from a red light yeah or green light and you're not going to immediately look like you're showing off because it's going to slowly go, 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 go. And it'll ramp it up within to 100 percent in about of a football field length. So yeah. by that, you're at full, full electrons. So you're accelerating up the hill. It's just you're not a complete dick tesla about it huh. um, uh this person uh, so jay bylon too says a friend recently bought a wrangler won't stop saying how great it is while also complaining how slow it is how much gas it guzzles and how expensive everything is which makes me wonder what is it about jeeps then anyway i love my country hmm Let's see. Uh, Kellen data says on my fifth wrangler stock jl rubicon rolling brick no fast yeah I'm just wondering, like, I, and I mean this, like, respectfully, just somebody who's into Jeeps, just help me understand what it is. Because, like, why? Like, what are the benefits other than that? Jeeps ended for me with the TJ. Hmm. Is that that's a small four by four, and that's all it does. It doesn't try to be fast. I think what the problem happens when Jeeps got plastic and tried to be cars. Ah. Because up until like 2004 or something like that, whenever the last like TJ was, they never tried to be anything but a four by four. They were just focused machines, honest. 
you know, that four liter straight six wasn't a powerful engine, but all it did was torque and go slow. Same deal with uh, the, the Cherokee. Yeah. But at some point, they went all Harley Davidson and tried to make the Jeep go fast and hold more people and be a truck and be a family car. I'm like, okay, we can make this thing do all that, but you got to pay the piper some way and mm -hmm. it's going to be in cost. The price is going to be, everything's going to be expensive and it's still not going to be fast. Oh, you want it to be fast? Well, it's going to drink gas. Mm. So, I mean, even the old Jeeps weren't, fuel efficient but at the same time you just went 65 tops in those things and the engines weren't really stressed but now people want to go 75 80 on the turnpike yeah so what i see now is cheap as a lifestyle brand now yep or it became a cool soccer mom car yeah um i own a jeep i can start a fire with two sticks yeah so yeah uh not ben 101 says when you come back to new york city you should uh, review a city bike I looked at those things. They look, they didn't look like they were very nice bicycles. Those rented blue bicycles mm. that have skirted rear wheels that I think you see tourists. Are they electric or just pedal? No, bikes? they're like, they're like shopping carts at Aldi. I guess you put some money in and they release from that bike rack and then you huh. ride them around. Oh yeah. They have those in um, my hometown now of all places. Really? Um, they also have, uh, or wait, no, they don't. Although in Nashville, we did do uh, bringing the podcast full circle, I guess it, they we got on those scooters. Yeah, which was very cool for a time. The, yeah, the lime or bird, yeah. like whatever lifts version of a bird scooter was. Yeah. And, We're all, and that one guy asked us for money. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we just sort of left them around. Uh, because apparently that's what you're supposed to do and then you say where you left them and they they're supposed to come get them but if you told me they were there the next day i would believe you mm -hmm. all right we've been at this for an hour we answered all super chats um so that's it that's it thank you for hanging with us have a good weekend everybody have a wonderful weekend we're going to be on the road and uh i'll probably be posting shorts or something yeah uh watch me on instagram I'll make some funny stuff while we're on the road for the next two days. Yeah, it's at regular car reviews on Instagram for him. It's at the Roman Nick on Instagram for me. Uh, also, uh, odds are we're probably not going to be doing a podcast when we're on the road, so no. there won't be a podcast are, are this we coming write it while we're on the road. We probably should. We probably um, should. Yeah, so we'll find time for that, even if it's at night or I'll something. Probably do Brandon's car. All right. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. You just write that. All right. Okay, guys. Uh, thank you. It's Matto for tuning in again. And thank you to everybody who donated to Super Chats. Your money will be spent on the road. Absolutely. And thank you to everybody who donates to Patreon. You're allowing reg regular car reviews to exist as a larger channel than it really is. Thank you to everybody who participates in the giveaways. You are funding RCR Australia, which It's Matto will definitely be a part of. <laughs> Don't know when that's going to be. And thank you to everybody who watches on Monday. You're helping us have a job. Yeah. Good night. Good night.